All right, welcome to the playground where I'm your host, Eddie Flewellen. And today my guest is Brenda Lee. Now, if you don't remember Brenda Lee, let's go back a few years, okay? First of all, Brenda, welcome to the show. Thank you. And oh, and my last name is, you can, and as an introduction, you can say Brenda Lee Okay, you said it for me. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But we're gonna go back a few years. If you, man, the groove on this song, um, ain't understanding mellow. I went do 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 do. Oh man, you you I remember that one. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then of course your vocal thing was just incredible. And and for those who don't remember, that's uh, ain't understanding mellow with the famous Jerry Butler. Jerry please, please. <laughs> There's so much I want to cover with you, and we have like so so little time. But I want I want to be sure to first of all, as I told Brenda before we started, um, incredible songwriter, and I really want to focus on that because as, as I mentioned before, and those that know me as far as like Facebook, I posted um, a few months back um, directly to songwriters. Songwriters, how do you do it, right? And I was just telling Brenda before we started the show that I wish I had known her then just to see what her answer would be. I wish we'd even done this interview back then because I do want to focus on that part of your career. I mean, incredible singer, that goes without saying. <laughs> so. I talk about any of it, any, anything you want to talk about. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. And again, thank you so much for doing this. I, it, I really, I really appreciate it. It's, it's really uh, Great, great. Um, so that's one song we talked about and they did an incredible cover of Close to You, The Carpenter's Close to You. Mm -hmm. And then um, for those more recently who remember the song, If This World Were Mine, check out their version of this song. Oh, back, yeah. <laughs> back in the days of like the duets, we had like, the, you know, the Marvin Gaye's and Tammy Terrell's duet, Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. Check out Jerry Butler and Brenda Lee, and especially on this version of the song, If This World Were Mine, okay? Which um, was a song written by Marvin Gaye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Um... I have so many stories I could tell you when you speak. Please tell me. <laughs> when you speak of Marvin, there's a song that you 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 can get on YouTube. It's it's called um, "There Ain't No Way," and it was produced by Ed Townsend. Ed produced that record, and he just produced um, "Let's Get It On" with Marvin. Mm -hmm. So this is how I really met Marvin and became friends with Marvin. We were all in the studio one day, and I had just recorded that record. Marvin looks at me and says, um, ben, uh, I don't really like your background. <laughs> he said, can I put your background on? I'm like, yes. So on that song, if you, if you hear, and it's on YouTube, There Ain't No Way, that's Marvin Gaye and Ed Townsend doing the backgrounds. There ain't no way, okay. Baby, there ain't no way. And the listeners so that are watching this, Look at look for that on YouTube. Yeah, Brenda Lee, there ain't no way. Awesome, um, awesome. Um, as far as like people that you performed with, I mean, you you've got like a virtual who's who. As a matter of fact, when I was like I was doing my notes, I'm like, these are people so famous that we just refer to them by first names. Right. Okay. Um, she she uh, performed with Ray. Yeah. Diana. Yeah. Stevie. Yeah. Donnie. Yeah. Roberta. And I was surprised to see Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Yes, I had a most wonderful tour with, with uh, Graham. We're still really good friends. Awesome. Yeah, um, with Donnie. Donnie was one of the first um, people that I worked with. 
as far as being out there already. Really? And, uh, do, you, do you remember what the hit was at the time that he had done? I'm going to tell you two, little, okay. two stories about okay. dying. Uh, the first one is um, when you hear that piano that it works on an understanding mellow. Mm. That's uh -uh. dying. That's great playing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. I was going to ask you. I, I didn't know how to address that because I, I didn't know if that was just like an, an unknown street musician who had done that because I love, I'm a keyboard player as you know myself, right? Oh, um, yes, right, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So when I heard uh, when I heard that, like I said, I, I just thought that was like a session play, I'll stay away from that. That was Donnie Hathaway. That was Donnie Hathaway. Of course, uh, I forgot what the line was, but it had to do with rain. Yeah, yeah. The rain uh, coming down. Um, I'm trying to think. Because it was perfectly timed, whatever whatever that line was. And it did a little. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Donnie, that's Donnie. And Phil Upchurch was on the bass. <laughs> like I said, this lady has worked with a virtual who's who <laughs> in the business. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Now, let me, let me, let me really blow now you up. Phil Upchurch toured with you. No, he, he was in the studio. In the studio, okay. And played okay. on an understanding metal like Donnie. Okay, okay, all right. Um, um, I went to Donnie's house when, once for a rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was sitting around the piano, you know, just uh, doodling. And he had a jar of honey on the top of the piano. He loved to eat honey right out of the jar. Oh, wow. And so it was before the other singers got there. So it was just, him and me, and he says, I want to play you something. He says, I think, uh, I think I might, I'm thinking about recording this uh, record. Mm -hmm. um, let, listen to it and let me know if you think it's a hit. So okay. I said, okay. And he put a Farfisa on. This is when he had a white Farfisa. They, they had just come out. The white Farfisa. <laughs> they had just come out, man. Stevie uh -huh. had one. Donnie had one. Right. All you guys probably had one. Right. Uh huh. Yep. I remember it well. Yep. And he strapped it on. He went. I was one of the first, and I told him, I said, if you don't record that, you're gonna go crazy. This is a hit, Donnie. This is a Right. And, um, and the rest is history. Uh, it, it is. And I got to ask you, because I, I remember saying there was, I forgot who it was, but uh, they were talking about, it was a, it was a documentary on Don, Donnie Hathaway, of course. And one of the session musicians at the time had talked about like that particular section. Uh -huh. And he was saying that he had gone, when he had come to the section, you know, the session, I'm sorry. When they come to the session, they're playing like, you know, the song. And then they come to that part. And everybody in the studio was like, what? <laughs> what was that? And they loved it. They loved it. I mean, who yeah. who who does that? You know. I know. I know. You know. And when you heard that, I mean, your reaction was, I mean, you told them it's I a knew, hit. I knew it was. I knew it was going to be a big record, just like I knew it ain't understanding. There's something when you hear something that's really so well together, and then you get that feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, songwriting is about really uh, painting pictures, but you got to paint those emotions right along with that. With the paint those pictures. And, and, and have that emotion move into those pictures because it's a life, a song has a life and you give it life by painting colors with passion and imagery and color and, and feeling and, and chords. You tell them, you tell them. <laughs> Not just, but give us, give us some movement. Uh-huh, uh-huh. progression. 
Awesome, awesome. When when did you how how and when did you find like your 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 calling as as far as like songwriting itself? Very very early when I was in the third grade, I loved to write short stories and poetry, mm -hmm. and I just never stopped. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was in the ninth grade, I had my own little singing group, and I was writing my own songs for the group. Wow, as early as ninth grade. As early as the ninth grade, because when I was in the ninth grade, I heard. Like a snowball rolling down the side of a snow covered It's rolling. <laughs> Smoking rabbits are going like, whoa. Uh-huh. Is that a picture for you? You can totally. See, you can see that snowball mm -hmm. rolling down. Mm -hmm. And it's getting bigger. And the next line, like the size of a fish that the man claimed broke his reel. Now you know, doggone well. He's lying, but he's telling that, and that lie is growing, you know? Uh -huh, uh -huh. But there's humor there, there's color there, there's imagery there, a sense of time, place, and character. These are all the things I teach when mm -hmm. I teach songwriting. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, and by the time I was in the 12th grade, man, I was, I was gone. And, and um, my first record was a record that, that got me the deal with Jerry Butler. Uh, Chuck Jackson, uh, Jesse's brother, and Thank I you. started writing together. Mm -hmm. And we wrote a song. My first record with Jerry was If It's Real What I Feel. Mm -hmm. And you can mm -hmm. find that on YouTube, too. Mm -hmm. But I co-wrote that, and it helped me to get a record deal with Jerry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and songwriting has always paved the way for me. Thank you, thank you. Little known fact that you just just kind of you just kind of mentioned Chuck Jackson being the brother of Jesse Jackson. Now, you want, you want to... <laughs> I made plenty of mistakes, big ones. Please, know. please. And as I was saying, that's what this show is about. I mean, we want to know how, you know, I mean, even yeah. the bumps and bruises that you got along the way. Okay. When I was on the, well, the record started moving really fast. It's real what I feel. So we were on the road. I was on the road with Jerry and having a ball. As a matter of fact, uh, Ain't Understanding Mellow was out too. Mm -hmm. I get this call from Chuck and Marvin, who they, they were my dearest friends. Marvin Yancey was my piano player at church oh, so, wow. so we were all very close mm -hmm. and i get this phone call from i Chuck. love this story i love this story <laughs> and he says uh lily um uh we gotta talk he says uh you know you're on the road but me you and marvin we gotta we gotta we gotta write songs together we're gonna be like holland dojo holland we're gonna be we're gonna be oh we're gonna be this oh he, he was so excited and i just listened to him mm -hmm. Well, you know I'm on the road and I got to hit record. <laughs> he said, but, but Lee, this is a chance for us, a major chance for us to become that, uh, like, corporation. I'm like, mm, but Chuck, I don't think I want to do that. He said, but mm. we got this girl. We already got an artist. We got this first girl. And, 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 and we want you to come on in and, and, and we write for her and produce. And her name is Natalie Cole. And I'm saying... I don't think so. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, we laughed at that. And years and years later, Natalie and I both laughed at that. It's, I could have been one of the producers for Natalie Cole with mm -hmm. a string of hit records. Mm -hmm. But did you, you guys, you guys remain friends throughout the years, though? Oh, yes. Oh, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm.
So as, as far as like working with Chuck and, and Marvin, did you did you get a chance to work with them at all after that or? Not after that first song. Okay. Yeah, okay. Not after that oh. first song. But we were always, you know, we we're always together, you know, in the office and stuff. They were writing over here and I'd come through the office and they're like, mm -hmm. you got fucking off. Mm -hmm. But um, I never, I wish I had. That's one, of, that's one of the, that's one of the big faux pas in my life. <laughs> And who hasn't made who hasn't made those over? There? I know, I know. A bunch of them. You're right. You're a bunch of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's how we grow. You know, uh -huh. we can make those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I don't think they're mistakes. They're just another direction. Exactly. Exactly. I think it was it Miles. Was it Miles Davis that said that there there are no mistakes in music? That's right. There are no mistake, mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what I tell my students when you come here to 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 learn how to sing. All right. There are no mistakes. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. on a journey. It's an adventure to venture within, deep mm -hmm. in there, mm -hmm. and let's pull it up. You know, mm -hmm. if I'm teaching voice, pull. Let's let's just go in there and pull the voice up. It can mm -hmm. be scattered, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when we pull it up, we can mold it. You can never shape or mold something that you can't see or you right. can't feel. So the thing is to go down and pull the feelings up because right. it's all about the feeling. It's all about the the passion. Excellent. And once we do that, oh, we can mold it. We can, you, if you can sing a C and I play your C, we can work. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. So you can't make a mistake and there's never any judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I see voice teachers are, uh, and, and they're so hard on the students. My mm -hmm. voice teacher was hard on me. And, and this has been 35 years ago, but I swore there, there's another way to teach. There's another way to show uh, you right. how to do it. Right. Where, right. You, where there's joy in it. Right. There has to be joy in in what we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, there has to be joy. I tell them right away, if, if you don't, if you're not enjoying this, if we're not in the joy, then let's don't do it. Mm -hmm. Let's don't do it. Mm -hmm. There was but, something, I'm, I'm, par I'm paraphrasing here, um, and I like the way you put it, and I'm totally paraphrasing. Um, your, definition, your definition of success, the thrill, of doing what you love. That's it. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, when I can wake up and go to my piano or hear something humming in it, and then when it's on the paper or on the tape, mm -hmm. there's no feeling like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That creative feeling is so. Uh -huh. And I love how you and I loved how you focused on that. It's it's the thrill. It's not just doing what you love. It's the feeling it's of that that yeah. that joy, like you said, the joy of doing what the you love. Joy of it. Ooh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am Billy Osborne of the LTD. And I write a lot, a, a lot. We've been writing off and on together for about 35 years. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we get an idea and, and we can't stop and it's just moving through us. And when, when it finally reaches the paper and, the, and, and we've done the demo, whoo, we, mm -hmm. we fly through the house. We slap it. Sometimes we cry. Sometimes, oh, just, oh, it's just so, oh, it's just so fun filled. And, and I can totally it, see it. It's what? amazing. Let and me I, ask you while we're while we're on that, I, I got to ask you, how was it to work with Billy Osborne? I had the I had the opportunity to work with him like a few years ago, and quite a few years ago, and it was awesome. Now, like I say, we we will laugh mm -hmm. and cry sometimes when it's so good. Mm -hmm. When 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 we got when when we got it so good, right? And that feeling of just euphoria, you know, because when you when you can feel that way. Knowing your craft, first of all, mm -hmm. you gotta know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you feel that, 
No, nobody can tear that apart. Nobody, nothing. Because there's an inner knowing. Because we, I take my songs and I pick them. I might write it four or five times for some before I get to where it's settled. This is it. Because mm -hmm. I'm hard on myself. I want to make sure that every line, I know why I wrote every line in every song. I know why I wrote I know every why line in every song. I write every line. Ah. <laughs> on, the, on the Prince song, Somebody, Somebody, mm -hmm. it was just coming out of the way I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's two o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. I just can't sleep. Okay, and that one line, I've got a sense of time, place, and character, and conflict mm -hmm. in that first line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, and <laughs> you, I gotta say, I, I, this is this is like all my notes here. I don't know if you can see that. I might have my glasses on. Okay. Okay. And, and what's, oh man, it's too bright. What's yes. funny is that you're covering like a lot before I can even ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, 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 please. Please, please. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're making my job that much easier. I'm a talker too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, you were talking about some uh, uh, somebody, somebody. Please tell the story of how that song ended up with, with Prince and him doing that song. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'd written the song and, and um, another co-writer of mine helped to lay the track down for mm -hmm. it. And... Um, we sent it to uh, to Prince, but he didn't record it, and somebody else recorded. And then a couple of years later, because I had sent Mavis Staples some songs, because he was producing Mavis, and Mavis and right. I, sisters, I don't know, I became a Staples singer once when Mavis left the group. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So um, she uh, she called and told me that. He had finished her album, Prince had finished her album. So the songs weren't gonna be for her. Mm -hmm. But she called me later and says, Prince is reading your lyrics, reading your lyrics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, somebody's, call, somebody's calling for a song. Somebody's yeah. calling for a song. That's what that was. And <laughs> she told me, she says, he told her, he says, that Brenda Lee Anger is one of the best lyricists I know get her and have her to send me songs. No music, just her lyrics. And I want to put music to her lyrics. And that's mm -hmm. what happened. I sent the song again to him with just the lyric. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how Somebody Somebody came about. He recorded in about a year later. And then he, he sends me word that to, to wanting to know if I was happy with the... <laughs> If I was happy with, with the record and was, did I approve of the change he made? I'm uh -huh. like, you could have, you could have, uh -huh. and, 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 and you can't see it, but it's right here. That double platinum record is right here. Double platinum. Over, over my piano. I was like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is my inspiration right here. There you go. There you go. How did that make you feel? I mean, Prince is quite the consummate songwriter himself. That's what I'm saying. He did. He didn't do other people's music mm -hmm, mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. or, or lyrics. He just didn't. Mm -hmm. You count on your hand songs that he did with someone else. Uh -huh. I'm like, well, who? Uh, this little girl from Alabama. 
And, and, and let me tell you, I was in the gym when I first heard the song and I was walking on the treadmill and I heard the song come on and I'm like, oh, oh. my God, oh my God. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I wanted to tell everybody in the gym, mm -hmm. I, he, my lyrics are coming out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As you're walking around, me. Me, I wrote those lyrics right there. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But what what a thrill! And and every time I hear it or see it or every time I look at this record, mm -hmm. it's just amazing to mm -hmm. uh, uh, this little farmer from Alabama. I love it. Has gotten it was my dream. My dream uh -huh. was to sing around the world and make people happy. That's mm -hmm. those are the words I told my mother. Mm -hmm. And I would see American Bandstand, and I would see you know the Supremes and all these people that I've worked with mm -hmm. that I just could only dream of working with them, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of meeting them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, but that's what a song will do. That's awesome, that's awesome. Um, you were talking about uh, growing up in Alabama. Yes, okay. on a farm. What, 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 was, what was that, what was that like? Oh man, it was, well, we lived way off, I, I tell people we lived off the main highway, which was concrete, onto a red clay dirt road and you go way in the back. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then you go up this hill and there's a farm here, there's a farm here, and there's a farm dead in the middle. That's where we were, my grandfather's wow. land. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, we raised all kinds of food. We, we, the only thing we bought at the store was cornmeal. No, no, not cornmeal. We made our own cornmeal. Was flour, sugar, rice i think this that's the only thing you bought at the store no, everything else you made. The only, we made everything else uh -huh. our, our beef our pork um our vegetables and there were wild plums in the in the in the pasture we go and pick those my mother would can them i mean just we live wow. out the land oh awesome awesome and i left so when I was 15 to go to the city to continue my education in the city but Okay. Um, okay. Um, from six, the age of six to fifteen, I was a country girl, and you can't get it out of me. It was just, it's just. I love it. it. I love it. I love it. So, what, what was that culture? That culture shock, like, like when you left there? Oh. <laughs> and like wow. you said, you go to the big city. Was it at fifteen? You just said. Well, I've been going to to Mobile every after we after we finished the crops. My parents would let us go to. And visit our city cousins. So after we fin after we finished the crops, right, right. So it was cool. I knew about the city, but uh -huh. what as, soon as, as the people say, what had happened was <laughs> my cousin came down from New York, and he was a grown man, about thirty-five years old, and and he had this big Cadillac. And well, by the time he left the highway and traveled down that dirt road, his shiny Cadillac was covered in red dust and he had dust he had dust and on his eyelashes and, and, he, his hair, and he gets out of the car you know just trying to clean himself up <laughs> the dust and a cadillac is not good if it's dirty it's gotta he, be yes he was so, back then this doggone man what am i doing down here what am I so but he stayed and talked to my parents and, and he told my mother, he said, you guys should let Brenda come to New York mm -hmm. because 
she can be a star in New York, and I'll help her. I do whatever I can to help her. She can stay with me. Nice. And, and so my dad was shaking his head like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. She is not going. And then my mother, who's always been in my corner, she said, let her go. Uh. She says, God's in New York, too. Oh, wow. Nice. So, nice. so he was by himself when he came that day. When he came back to pick me up the next day, uh -oh. the car was full of people. There were nine people in that Cadillac. You hear me? Nine people. Uh -huh. I had five cousins who sat in the back and four people in the front because there weren't any seatbelts. You didn't have to wear seatbelts. Right, 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 right. So there was no place for me to sit but on the knees of my five cousins. So I would go. I would sit on this one for a while, sit on this one <laughs> all the way from Alabama to New York. What? I did that. I, I was determined, uh -huh. I was determined to live my dream. Mm, and mm. Uh, I stayed with them and um, couldn't, uh, I went to the Apollo Theater. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm gonna go in and audition. I went to audition and they turned me away at the door. There's no, no. Because I was this little girl, uh -huh, I uh -huh. weighed like 85 pounds, uh -huh, and uh -huh. I'm in this big New York by myself. <laughs> and and the door of the Apollo seemed to be so big, of course, uh, but I they didn't they, they, they wouldn't let me uh, audition. Uh -huh. But it wasn't only six years later, I was headlining. Wow. So, so talk that about was, determination, talk about that, determination. That's what, yeah. But I tell you, New York kicked my butt right on back to Alabama. Oh my God. Oh, I took a bus back uh -huh. to Alabama. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I, I never, even, the people were moving so fast. I mm. couldn't, everybody was passing me. It's like mm. fast motion and I'm going slow. Mm. Mm -hmm. The subways were filled up. I passed out one day on the subway because I just got overwhelmed with all uh -huh. the people up in your face. Right. <laughs> right. Especially when you're living on a farm and there's nothing but field around you. You know. Yeah, hello. Right. I'm just an open space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So New York is not not the but you know, hey. Hey, I, right? I now I love right. it. Right. Right. Um let me let me ask you about uh your friendship with uh, uh Don Cornelius. Yes, Don and uh, Don Cornelius the host the, the famous host of Soul Train. Yes. Don would call when he first when he first started Soul Train. It was in a little tiny room in downtown Chicago, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes he wouldn't have any guests, so he'd call me up. Hey, you and your singers, you want to come down and 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 sing some? We'd wow. go down, and sing uh -huh. on, mm -hmm. uh, sing on it before he even moved out here mm -hmm. to California. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, as soon as he moved out, and it became you know, the big soul train, he called and Jerry and I came out and um, I think we might've been the second or third guest of soul train. When, wow. Uh, now, when now is this a show? Because I saw in, in an early interview, I saw uh, where the, the opposite, the guest opposite you was Ike and Tina Turner. Ike and Tina Turner, yeah. <laughs> how was how that? How do you go from like this really beautiful metal, uh, uh, mellow thing, you know, which is you guys to- <laughs> Rolling on the river, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh -huh. That was really something. I, I, uh, we met, we became semi-friends, you know, uh, but, and it was her birthday that day. Mm. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was, that was a cool, cool day. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I got to ask you on a lighter note. Um, now this is this is back in the day when you know we wore some pretty wild outfits back in the day. Yeah. Honey, what what was Don Cornelius wearing? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was, y'all. It was is the white the white tie I think it was with the polka dot shirt. Color, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, and of course you know the afro bigger than and the television the screen itself. I saw that and I'm like trying to get into your performance and then he introduced you and I'm like, Don, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> is that what we were wearing? And of course, of course, that we were, that's, that's what we were wearing. Mm-hmm. And especially in Chicago, those guys, they dressed in Chicago for it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they did. They dressed for all the colors, man. <laughs> they all the colors. And, and my friend who just passed away, Purvis Staples, Purvis was a really good dresser. Ah, he, uh-huh. he he dressed. He was sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Purvis and 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 Don and a guy named Clinton Gent and uh, some of, they all were just great dressers. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were definitely the um, leading forces of how other people were dressing. <laughs> they were the leading forces. They were, they, they were like they were so cool. <laughs> of course, it didn't work if you didn't have the walk. You just you, just you had to have the walk. You had to have the walk. And you had to have the hat too, you know. Right. You got to have right. that hat, and everything's matching. Right. Everything. If you got a green suit on, the hat's got to be green. The shoes uh-huh. got to be green. The shoes green. have to be green. The socks have got to be green. <laughs> right. And look, it'd be that bright green to that bright blue. Right. Right. Here I am. <laughs> right. And you think of every color, every shade, uh, every colors of shade, every shade of the rainbow, right? This oh, is, yeah. you know, all the different men coming in with those different colors. Oh, yes. You know? <laughs> so, but so, uh, you had mentioned earlier that, that you um, you teach songwriting. I, I knew. Yeah, you know, when I first came out here, I, I taught songwriting. I teach like one on one right now, but I taught songwriting the Quincy Jones workshop years ago when I first came mm, out here. Mm. Uh, some of those students. The Quincy were, Jones workshop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Down, wow. down, uh, down uh, on uh, Inner City Cultural Center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And down on New Hampshire, I believe. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got acquainted with some of the uh, writers here that came to my class. As a matter of fact, I saw one of my students two days ago. Hadn't seen him in 20, 30 years. Wow. But he still remembered. And, 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 and his wife said, he's a good songwriter. Wow. And is he still doing it? Is he still writing? Yeah, he's still writing. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah, Good. a lot of them are still still writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you, t- you teach uh, vocals as well? I teach vocals and songwriting, yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and how do, you, how do you find the time? I mean, you're busy. Well, you know, and I'm writing two plays. I'm, I'm writing music for one play for a uh, wonderful play um, uh, of some Howard University alumni. Mm-hmm. Written and and I'm putting music to that, wow. and then I'm writing my own play. I've, I've written three or four plays. As, um, as a matter of fact, I was going to one uh, one called Grace. The one woman. Yeah, that's, that's my one woman. Uh, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my one woman, and uh, I just come out on the stage. I wasn't born in New York. Oh, I wasn't born in. I wasn't born in Detroit City. So I couldn't go to see the Motown man. 
Memphis, Tennessee was so far from me. But I'm singing my song right here where I am. And then they go into, it's like, no, I didn't, I wasn't, I was born on a farm. Uh-huh. If I had gone been in, I said, if I had been in Detroit, the Motown man would have signed me. And I told Barry, nice. and he said, yes, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Grace, that, that one woman show, that's your story, correct? That's my pretty much my story, yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then, for, uh, I, 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 I'm sure I have the order wrong here, but um, uh, Spiral, Musical Development Workshop. Oh, that, now that, wow, that is such a great piece. It's a Broadway show, and, it's, mm-hmm. and the writer is a beautiful lady out of the, you know, the script writer. Mm-hmm. out of Canada and she uh, commissioned myself and then one of my best friends Ben Dowling who's a phenomenal musician uh, I don't know if you know Ben but he mm-hmm. he, he plays he's been he, oh just look him up his music is so beautiful mm-hmm. and he also plays with Al McKay he's been with Al McKay and the All-Stars for 20 years and um, his name again you said Ben Ben Dowling Ben Dowling, Dowling. oh okay D-O-W-L-I-N-G. Right. But anyway, the three of us have collaborated on this spiral for, oh, that's it. If you see, if you see the, if you go to the website, you can see uh, the workshop. Yeah. But we've been working on it for seven years. Wow. wow. And they, they tell me it takes 10 years, 10 good years for like a major, major Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this newly released? I mean, this is, it's been We're still while. working on it. We're still writing on it. Oh, oh, okay. It's okay. still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We've done some workshops and people are interested and, you know, you get people interested. But, you know, my friends who wrote uh, The Color Purple, the music for that, uh, Brenda Russell and, and, and Stephen Bray. Oh, man. Uh, you, oh, my God. They, he told me, Stephen said, well, Brand, you know, it's been 10 years. Just just think about how long. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, as a matter of fact, I've almost I almost put it over here because you know we're almost done with the music so mm-hmm. just let it let it cook let mm-hmm. it cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and brenda russell you work with brenda russell one of my she's she's she wrote color purple uh-huh. she uh-huh. Even but oh, they're, okay. they're friends of ours as we were writing our play they're gotcha. kind of telling us well this is going to happen you know this is going to happen I see. But yeah we've been friends for many many years nice nice awesome awesome and then um What's it like to work with Della Reese and another uh, musical, The Messages in the Music? That was great. Uh, I auditioned for Della, it's been so long ago. And I, I read and uh, she was just, she sat there as I'm reading the part and she like looking in her eyes and <laughs> just as I'm reading and so and I'm like, I, yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm gonna read this part, you know? And really? when, when I finished, she said, all right, you got the point. Not so just was, like that was, that's it. That was, it. That was great. Um, um, a friend of mine, sister friend, I had so much to say. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Her name is Patty Henley, and she was one of Della's. She goes to Della's church now, but she's my best friend of 50 years. And we started in the Operation Breadbasket movement, the civil rights movement together. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
there, there's a movie being made, a documentary of her and my life and, and, and the years, the 50 nice. years of friendship up through the civil rights movement being activist entertainers. Mm. So, so that's, that's gonna be, uh, we pretty much got that in the bag. Mm. Okay. So, uh, okay. Uh, but we, get back to Della, we, uh, we wrote a, um, uh, Patty pretty much wrote the, wrote the story, but we did a, a play called We Sing Della, and we did it at Harris uh, in New Jersey mm -hmm. um, two years ago. Okay. And uh, I wrote the music, and she wrote the, the, the script. Mm -hmm. So that, we keep Della right in our hearts. I say mm -hmm. all that to say, her birthday is coming up, so I think they're going to show parts of the play mm -hmm. uh, somewhere. On, on that document, I think you said, did you say it's a documentary? Is that going to be released anytime soon or? Yeah, well, we're in the, the our, our, um, our producer director is a Canadian um, film producer and he just heard our story and he said, this is a film. I want to do the film. Mm -hmm. And that's been two and a half years ago. We've been, uh, we've been to New York, we've been to Chicago, we've been all these places. To, to get footage of where we have spent time. And, mm -hmm. and it's, been, it's been great. Mm -hmm. um, and, but you can, you can I'll, I, if you send me an email, I'll send you a trailer so you can- Oh my gosh, I'll do that. You're gonna love it, you, you, you're gonna love it. I will do that, I will definitely do it. Note to self, send email. I noticed like in, in watching other interviews and, and reading a lot about you, and even in our discussion here, your speak is, is lyrics i mean when you speak you speak lyrically and i i remember when i was like writing down i was writing down notes i couldn't help but write down like a bunch of your quotes oh okay you know? <laughs> i couldn't help it like i was talking about like the quote as far as success you know and this is just something that's just I, it's obvious i mean you didn't rehearse this i mean this just rolled out and i thought oh my gosh let me let me write that down let me ask you about that another one you were talking about um being on the road and you know you were you were definitely first call as far as like going on the road with people and all, but you did say and this I wrote this down. You said I never stay too long because I have a song to write. Yeah, I got a song yeah. to write. I got a play to write. I got stuff. I got stuff over here. I got to do. Yeah, exactly. And so, as a matter of fact, I was out with Gladys one time, and and uh, she told me she says uh, you need to get on back and do what you're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You need because I gotta do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've got to do what I do. I've got to write a song. I've got to write a poem. I've got to write a play. I've got to sing mm -hmm. a song. You mm -hmm. know, it's just, uh, it's just in me. And it's just, it's just overflowing these days. I get, I turn 73 and it's like, now's the time, girlfriend. You know, <laughs> you better get on your job. Mm -hmm. You know, so now I'm like scraping, like, woo. But it's mm -hmm. fun. It's, it's, I work on, I work on, uh, the Washington DC play, then I'll stop work on my play. Then I'll write, I'm, and I'm about to produce a young lady. I'm working on a song for her, but I just allow myself space where I don't get over, 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 you know, overexposed and over right. exhausted. Right. I just give that time to this and give that time to this. If this one's pulling me back over there, I'll stop. I don't have a deadline. It's just like, I'm just mm -hmm. doing it. And, and what I really loved about that quote is a lot of us will get caught up in the money-making part of it, 
or you know no matter what it is we get caught up in the money well you know i, I got to do this so i can pay for that and i got to do this so i can so I yeah can do that. but when you said that i mean that struck a chord with me i never stayed too long because i i got i got a song to write i mean yeah. music is your priority you know it's, yeah. it's yeah that's that's what you do you know and you know any for 50 years i mean trust me i've had some lean days mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but the universe has supported me in in my dream i've never been on the street i've never you know i've never not paid the rent so i'm doing okay if mm -hmm. i can do what i'm doing and pay the rent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. jesus i mean what else is there mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i don't i don't need a lot mm -hmm. i looked mm -hmm. at, i just told somebody in my apartment a friend of mine i said i don't, I, I can't think of anything i need right now wow you know wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> so let me just write a song. There was a time, I, and, and, and uh, back in the day, mm -hmm. I lost all the, the money was gone. I just everything, my 401, all that was gone. I had nothing mm -hmm. but my little girl and uh, my boyfriend. And uh, I was working a day, I was on an at at answering service. Mm -hmm. And I, I just couldn't do that. I just, I tried and I was good at it, but my pressure started getting up and the doctor said, she can't work this job. Oh. <laughs> but while I was doing the job, I would come home so exhausted. And my ex, God bless him today, he said, are you gonna sit there and cry about how hard it is or are you gonna rest an hour and write a song? Mm. So that was what, I gave to myself, I don't care how tired I am, if I have to do something else, when I get home, I'm gonna write a song. I'm gonna mm -hmm. do something of mm -hmm. my dream. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to do what you have to do in order to do what you want to do. Oh my God. See, 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 There, there's an example <laughs> of that. You know, sometimes you gotta do what you have to do in order to do what you wanna do. There's an example of exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Let me let me ask you this uh, in closing. Um, you probably already answered this question. Um, what advice would you offer those who choose this as a career path? Those are up and coming in, in this business. Paint your picture, write your song, build a castle of your own, climb your mountain. You can sail the seven seas. Ride your rocket ship in space and find your quiet inner place to reveal your destiny, whatever it may be. You know better than anyone what you are from this life. Never let someone else take your dreams away. Go for what is right for you. Only you can make your dreams come true. And wherever it takes you, I'll be by your side. You don't have to be Superman to be a hero. You don't have to be an overnight superstar. The best that you can be was good enough. Cause all of you is all you'll ever need. So live your dreams. 
Talk about a surprise ending. And I have nothing else to say. I don't That's... know why I was trying to play piano in front of you, but please. <laughs> but I, please. I can write, you know. But don't yeah, you me. can. Look, look, it's like, don't call me to be on a hey, can you come and play keyboards? I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> oh but, my but god. I'm still studying. I studied piano. That's another thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't start taking piano lessons till I was 50. But I, I want, I still, there's so much more to learn that I still allow myself time every day to practice. Wow. Wow. Until you were 50. I started, I always wanted to play, but mm -hmm. I was intimidated by the piano and, and, and piano players. Wow. Uh-huh. It was such a beautiful instrument. I love. Well, that didn't. That was like <laughs> very good. Thank you me. took your lessons very seriously, and you can tell that you do practice. I do, I do take it. I do take them seriously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's another thing for all those people that are coming up. Do practice. If you're learning how to play an instrument, practice is important. I tell my students that all the time. Yeah. You know, all the time. Practice is is, is extremely important. Yes. Wow. Brenda Lee Egger, <laughs> you were awesome. Such a beautiful spirit. I, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It has been my honor and my pleasure. Thank Man, you so much. Man, the honor and the privilege were all mine. Believe me. <laughs> I love you. You were awesome. Thank you so much for being on the playground where the okay, players play. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome.